0: It's going to be a wash, the Pyrrhic victory of Russian sanctions. Western sanctions on Russia have presented some Chinese companies with an immediate market opportunity. In the coming years, the linkages will grow, stymieing future U.S.-led efforts to sanction Russia and China. Written by Chang Chua, published in Subchina, read to you. By Cliff Larson. After the West's sanction barrage roiled Russia's economy, the message to Chinese business was clear, side with the West or risk being next. Last week, U.S. officials mauled a second salvo against Chinese chipmaker SMIC and consumer tech brand Lenovo that would further injure the Russian economy. In the ensuing days, some Chinese banks and businesses complied, despite Beijing's strong opposition to sanctions as a coercive tool. The self-sanctioning of Chinese firms was a testament to how indispensable Western markets have become to China over the decades. For most Chinese companies, wrote Dan Wong, an analyst from Gavin called Dragonomics, in a research note, Russia's just too small of a market for the business to be worth the risk of getting cut off from developed markets. But not all Chinese companies are beholden to the West. A generation of Chinese firms in banking, manufacturing, and technology thrived almost entirely from a ballooning Chinese middle class and state support. And for these self-reliant firms, Russia presents a golden opportunity. The sanctions have created a vacuum in which Chinese firms can step in and it has improved their bargaining position, says Daniel An, a fellow at the Wilson Center in Washington, D.C., and ex-chief economist at the U.S. State Department. I think it's going to be a wash from a direct economic point of view. After Visa and MasterCard suspended operations, Russian banks flocked to an alternative, China UnionPay. The payment system, which was 99.5% of expenditures conducted inside China, has a new and desperate Russian clientele. China's tech companies also stand to benefit. China is already one of Russia's top suppliers of mobile phones, electronics, and telecommunications gear. But as Western tech giants such as Google Apple, and Amazon vacate the country, Chinese counterparts Baidu, Huawei, and Meituan could capitalize on a newly technologically impoverished Russia. The Chinese automaker Great Wall Motor invested over a billion dollars in the past three years in what it called the largest investment project for a Chinese manufacturer in Russia its factory producing over 150,000 cars in 2020. After the departure of Ford, Volvo, and Toyota, the manufacturer now enjoys very few competitors in one of the top 10 auto markets in the world. Financial experts have long warned that Russia's financial exile could accelerate plans for a non-Western banking alternative such as one based on the RMB. Similarly, excising non-compliant businesses could supercharge the creation of a new economic block made from the outcasts, so to speak, of the Western system. The telecoms giant Huawei, blacklisted by the U.S. in 2019, signed a deal with Russia's largest mobile network operator, MTS, that summer. The company has since ventured deeper into Russia as paranoia over Western technology consumed both Beijing and Moscow. An believes the opportunities for China will outweigh the immediate shocks to China's bilateral trade and its self-sanctioning enterprises. An unknown Chinese bank. China is no newcomer to transacting with pariah states. In 2016, the United States restricted Chinese telecoms giant, ZTE, for setting up shell companies to sidestep U.S. sanctions against Iran. According to a review of World Bank and United Nations trade data, China emerged as Russia's biggest export destination following Western sanctions imposed in 2014, after Russia annexed Crimea. Three months later, China inked a series of energy deals, including a $400 billion Power of Siberia gas pipeline contract to revive Russia's weakened economy. The Ukraine crisis will deepen that marriage of convenience. Uh, The first thing that I would expect is some unknown Chinese bank may be created overnight, will help facilitate the sale of some heavily discounted Russian oil cargo to some Chinese national oil company, says An. Although West-facing banks will remain leery that nothing supporting a Chinese state-owned entity or newly created bank or even a special-purpose vehicle to go ahead and facilitate this immediate market opportunity. In many ways, dealing with troublesome, resource-rich states has been a continuous challenge for a rising China. For decades, the country has tried to balance a newly global reputation with an insatiable appetite for resources. When forced to choose, China often elects for both. China will, on the surface, seem to cooperate with the West, Victor Schur, a political scientist at the University of California, San Diego, told me. But there are many underhanded tools at its disposal, says Schur. What the Chinese government can do is to have some state-owned enterprise, SOE, place a huge order from the chip maker SMIC, and then SMIC, not knowing where the chips will go, sells it to the state-owned enterprise, and the state-owned enterprise, through some companies, sells them eventually to Russia. China's sanction dodging record includes those it had assented to, In 2019, the United States blacklisted two Chinese shipping companies for violating the UN sanctions against North Korea. According to a UN panel's report, North Korea-connected vessels made 41 coal transfers offshore of China's busiest port. Sanctions as a gray rhino. In some universe... The Ukraine crisis presents Beijing with the opportunity to step into a new role. China could uphold its own principles of sovereignty, endorse the Western-led sanctions regime, and join the international order from which it has benefited greatly. Such an outcome could change the direction of the war, leave Russia's economy weaker, and make the international system from which China could work out its disagreements, stronger. But the strategic and ideological forces, China's paranoia about Western influence, wariness of security blocks like NATO, or AUKUS, AUKUS is a three-nation security pact which includes an American and British commitment to supply Australia with nuclear submarines. And instinct for stability amid crisis points to a bleaker future. For years now, China has been on a narrow track towards economic self-sufficiency, a society free of the systemic risks posed by the West sanctions and its global financial crisis. In this world, Russia would be inextricably tied to China and trade would occur in an RMB-backed system with a newly emerging Asian bloc from Russia to Pakistan to Turkey. Only the latter could grant Beijing the opportunity to bring Taiwan under direct Chinese control and withstand the international blowback. In the widely publicized speech last year, President Xi Jinping warned hundreds of top Communist Party officials to be on high alert for, quote, black swans and gray rhinos, unquote, a metaphor for risks, both conspicuously unpredictable and predictably inconspicuous. Sanctions are gray rhinos, crises made predictable because they have become an indelible crutch of the liberal international order the ukraine crisis may not send beijing and russia into each other's open arms today but it will supercharge beijing's deep distrust of the west for years to come changche is SubChina's china's business and technology staff writer his work has been published in the washington post the atlantic foreign affairs Nikkei asia and the LA Review of Books. You've been listening to It's Gonna Be A Wash The Pyrrhic Victory of Russian Sanctions Written by Chang Chua, published in Sub China, read to you by Cliff Larson.